Hello and a big welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. My name is Selena. And I'm Maika. And we're here to discuss common barriers women face in our society. And provide you with top tips and information from high achieving women from all kinds of fields to empower and inspire you to achieve your full potential and elevate your life. Hi everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Elevator Podcast. Today we are joined by the inspiring Sofia Skefofilaka. Sofia is a business consultant with international experience in working hand-in-hand -hand with businesses to take them to their next level of customer experience. She is the CCO and co-founder of the Hatsi Fidex Group, a training and development company that specializes in helping people and businesses optimize their human resource skills. Sofia has a strong experience in the UK university sector. She was the president of the Dean's Student Advisory Council at the Imperial Business School and the former president of the Dundee University Student Union in Scotland. Sophia strongly believes that we are all here to make the world a better place than how we found it. So now sit back and enjoy this episode. Live. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Sophia, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. We're really, really happy to have you on. Maybe give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself. First of all, thank you both for inviting me. Honestly, it's, it's an honor to be in your podcast because I absolutely love the reason and actually the name. I never told you that before. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so um, I'm from Greece. I come from Greece. I currently I'm 25 years old and I have a bit of a different story. I left Greece when I was 18. I went to Scotland uh, to study in Dundee. And at the same time, though, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that you should do things that are more practical than just staying the, in the theory. So as a person, even since I started uni, I was very involved in a lot of things from international society to student welfare, being even a first aider for suicide interventions. I've done a lot of different things around student welfare, as well as international and in the eye. After I finished my degree, I got elected to be the vice president of student activities in Dundee University Student Union. So I was in charge of approximately 250 societies, a thousand volunteers. And then later on, I got elected as the president of the student union. So I was in charge of 17,000 students and, three, and an organization of 350 staff. By the wow. time, but by the age of 20 to 23, I was leading my own executive team. And I was also in the board of directors of uh, the University of Dundee. And after that, here comes Imperial, my big love, <laughs> <laughs> which fun fact fun story is the moment I finished uni in Dundee we decided with my mother that uh, she wanted to leave the job she was doing she was head of HR in a, in a very big corporation with 25,000 employees and she wanted to start her own her own company so since I was financially independent as well I thought why not we'll start it together you can do your own thing mainly mostly in Greece obviously and I can help you while I work uh, in the UK um, and this is how it started and then I started my master's at Imperial one and a half year ago. The same day, the same day as we decided to launch the company together. So it was, it was quite lovely. I did my master's yeah. in innovation, entrepreneurship and management. And at the same time, we ran the company. I was running it from um, London and she was in Greece. And there comes COVID. 
which completely changed my plans because yeah. my plans were to come back in September of 2020 and mm-hmm. be full on in the company, bring a few partnerships that I had managed to acquire in, in the UK as well to Greece. But things completely changed. While I was at Imperial, I was also chosen to be, I was interviewed and became the president of the business school. So I was running the whole concept and lived the whole experience of how it is to change in 48 hours to be live and do your like courses and in 48 hours turn everything online with half of the students fleeing over to go (laughs) wherever they are from the world and at the same time I came back in Greece and ever since uh, we decided to go full on on the company our company's Hadzifilax group specializing in consulting training and technology we specialize in the fields of HR soft skills and customer experience so this is our story. Um, this is a bit of my background. Currently, a few things about the companies. It's completely female-driven. It's driven me. Me and my mom are, are the co-founders. The chief commercial officer, she's the CEO. And currently, we've been expanding. We started as, you know, two people, us half, like one person full-time and me half part-time. And now we are at 10 people full-time plus external partners that we have. Nice. Amazing. Within... Yeah. Two years, I can say max. And actually, during wow. COVID, we have uh, we had our bigger increase. And yeah, and ninety percent of our employees are female. And that is amazing. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that. That is, that is really cool. So you talk about that you started a company with your mom. So what made you decide to go into entrepreneurship? Was this like the moment because you mentioned your mom said like she wants to do it by herself, and that's when you said like, oh, I'll just join you, or was this something you were always aiming to do? So I'll be completely honest, which is something yes, I do times, uh, when I speak publicly. Honestly, I always knew I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I never knew to what. I didn't know what it was going to be. The reason I started my master's at Imperial was because it was entrepreneurship and innovation. And in the end, you had to do like a practice. So you didn't have to do like a dissertation, but you had to actually practice entrepreneurship or start your startup. And honestly, I was like, this is me. I, I want to do something that, want, that will change the world. I don't know whether in a few years it's going to still be this company, expand this company mm-hmm. and be able to do even more. But that was always my aim. And I realized that whichever position you are, you can do things to change the world. But I wanted to make sure that I can ensure I drive change. I, I inspire people to make change. And there came COVID and then came the whole story with uh, the UK as well that equipped me as well to be able to understand how, how to do that. I said, okay, that's a perfect opportunity. It's something I'm interested in. Um, to be honest, I did bring some technology partnerships in Greece as well together within the company. So we, do, we brought the first video interviewing platform in Greek. It doesn't exist. And we, we partnered with a company in Scotland and we offer that. It's named Willow. So alongside with that, we said, okay, we'll add the aspect of technology as well. And the aspect of consulting was something I was always interested in, in big companies. So we're like, okay, we'll do it. It was scary at first. I'm not going to lie. It was scary. And there are sleepless nights. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) There are weeks where you you just don't don't sleep or you work a lot of hours. But in the end, I think it's worth it if it's something you're passionate about. It's so brave. It's really inspiring. And it shows how you went for what you really wanted to do, like without being scared. And it turned Um, out so well. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So how is it like working with your mom? Do you find it difficult? Okay. I'll be brutally honest now. (laughs) So no, actually it's been, 
imagine I'm working. I've al- I was always working with my mom. We were in different countries, independent completely from each mm-hmm. other. So you, you can understand it was easier in that sense. Obviously, you always have conflict. What I realized is because I came from, you know, I came from Imperial and then I had two years before that where I was leading large groups, a massive, yeah. a big organization in Scotland and all this stuff at a very young age. So honestly, I kept on saying to myself, I know this, I've worked, you know, I've done KPIs, I've done with very, you know, I've worked with CEOs, I've worked in the board, all this stuff. But what you don't realize, especially when you chase countries, even though you have the practice, it doesn't mean it's completely applicable to the culture or the differences of how business is done um, in a different country. And I, I left Greece at 18 years old, so it wasn't exactly realistic the the image i had of how you do business here obviously so i'll i'll be honest the first six months we were living together because imagine we're having a company and we're also stuck because of lockdown (laughs) oh yeah in the same house while running a company (laughs) together as well yeah um so for the first six months we we did have at times that we were living together um we did have some like back and forth we did we did fight at times and stuff but then I realized and that was the like that was my aha moment honestly (laughs) that I need to down my ego it doesn't mean because I have the experience that I know everything and that is something hard to do especially when you're in a young age you know you're like so motivated so passionate you want to make a change yes I know that yes this will work all the stuff but there are sometimes people that are more experienced than you and you should listen to them Especially if they're your mom. I think yeah. you can understand at times you, you're like, yeah, yeah. but I know. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, it was, it was hard. But mm-hmm. and I realized, okay, I made some mistakes because I wasn't listening. Because she did kind of warn me. But she did, she did also want me to try. And after I realized that and just downed a bit my ego and started listening more carefully from someone that has 20 years of experience more than me, actually things start to become so smoothly. We never, we never fight anymore when it comes to business, honestly. Wow. That's incredible. That's really good progress. I fight with my mom like every day. Like for me, just going back home, like in France during COVID was like, can you please go away? Like, and it's without the company, you know. Yeah, without the company, I was gonna say. Like, I would. I think I, it would just be so hard, like working with my mom. Yeah. But then, like as you said, it's it's about like making an effort, right? Like on both sides, you have to find like a way, like a common ground where you agree and sort of yeah, just making efforts from both sides. Yeah, guess, it's yeah. a progress. Right now, um, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change business partner for the world. Mm. There's a common vision. There's a common understanding. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's different when you trust someone so much and one of the biggest things we do in our companies we we focus on changing company cultures so we've done that in terms of you know changing people's values and actually realizing what really matters in a very positive way not just in a in a company Mm -hmm. in a company way but actually people feeling that you know they matter when they're in a very big organization with 2,000 3,000 employees these are kinds of projects we work on so if we don't use our own values and what we teach and our and our team teaches to others to each other how is the company going to grow that's a very very good point yeah So you've been the president of, of organizations and chair and you're, you're leading your own company. What would you say makes a good leader? I get the question often. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, don't, I don't have a, 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 a straight answer, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a few things from my experience as well. First of all, when you're a good leader, 
you have to remember you're leading a team. <laughs> you don't you don't just lead an organization. You're not just the chair. You you you're there because you you're leading people. So you either have a team or you're people you represent. And I think a lot of times people might forget what what it means to actually focus on on others. And that is also where it comes to the point where being a good leader means good listening. That's why I said it took me through six months to realize I wasn't listening. <laughs> so listening. And your team, your team or the people you represent, you have you have to listen to them. That's that's the first thing in order to, to be a good leader in my eyes. Second thing as well is you have to lead by example. There is no if I don't do full nights where you know I'm working, I'm working nonstop, which I'm not saying it's always good working balance, but if you don't show them the way, if you don't show that you are willing to go the extra mile you're not going to inspire them to go the extra mile. For me, these two are the biggest ones. It's a lot of times also about giving credit. I've seen in companies and I've seen in teams, I've seen in representatives in every position, even now when I work with big corporations, I've seen that people, there's this Greek saying, people are thirsty for recognition because people are not giving them recognition for, for the extra work they do. Or they give them just a congratulations, you know, that's enough. Actually, people really need this. And I don't think it's something bad. I used to always, if you ask any of my teams, I always give credit even more sometimes. And when something goes back, I'm, I'm happy to take the fault for my team. I'm going to ask them to, you know, go on, try and see if you can fix it. But, you know, when you need me, I'm going to be there. Doesn't matter. Open door, closed door. I'm going to be there for you. But I think people really forget to give credit where it's due. That's a really, really good point and yeah. something to, uh, yeah, to take away with. Yeah, I think everyone, like even in academia, like we see it so often, people taking, well, people taking credit for other people's work, right? Without recognizing <laughs> common, it. Yeah. That is just, that upsets me like all the time. And I was going to ask you, because it just intrigues me, like where you, when you work with companies, do you see that they give less credit to women? compared to men do you see like a gender difference in the way they give credit or is it just not does not happen no no it's 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 a very interesting point I've never I've I've had conversation about this I've just not said it openly outside of my team I think I cannot tell you whether it's credit that they don't give I I've seen that even if they do the good work it's not that they're not going to be given credit they're not going to be given even the recognition that they've done their work like you know how you would say okay yeah. I recognize you doing this even if it's ex exceptional no I'm just gonna say I recognize you did you've done this yeah. I've seen people not recognizing exceptional work of women where a man goes does one quarter and gets not even credit recognition everything I've seen that and the other thing as well is that you'll see that a woman the amount of managers that are female and the amount of managers that are male obviously you understand completely the managers yeah, going to be definitely. by far more male so what we see except that we really push for women to go higher up in the higher that you need to be less judgy of the women because a lot of times what we see is that they go through a filter like their recognition comes but going through a filter that has like 15 things where a man's might have 10 or five we've wow. seen that in, in a few organizations as well it's yeah. not always mm -hmm. the same Or maybe everyone gets the credit, but the criteria is by far more difficult for the women than the men. So it's something that we we adjust. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to say that a lot of people are are slowly start realizing this. It's not it's not always easy to make that change. 
a lot of times the saying in business where it's, it's a boys club, a lot of times, unless you're able to take yourself out of the equation to observe it, you won't be able to recognize it if you're within the equation and you're a woman. You don't. I can it. imagine. It's like this outside, of, like a box thinking yeah. as well. Yeah. Which sometimes really helps to just take a step back and then. Yeah you see you see the issues much more clearer yeah and i guess that's why also like you that's where your company comes in right like you're just giving like another like an outside opinion what we do especially because it has to do with hr but it also has to do with yeah. customer experience and soft yeah. skill and changing cultures and for us it's usually a big project to change a culture within a company but we usually say it's six months or 12 months and then we're out but we've done it in a sustainable way so you literally after the first one or two months you can pinpoint what is that thing that is wrong or right? Or if you see a boys club or if you see that women are not promoted enough, you're like, okay, if I see that, if you had a women here, because we have to be realistic, okay? We absolutely adore women. We're, all, we're, we're all women here. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, someone else might be doing the job better. Like I'm in of a good course. sense. It, it, it depends on your skills. But there is exactly. a lot of times where we said things would be easier here if you actually had a woman within because she would see things more from a from a different perspective yeah, than how it's all men and we've had conversations as such actually and it really changed the dynamic when the team never had the women we did uh, proper examinations we checked who is good to be manager and stuff and we recommended people both women and men and whenever we've seen that they've taken the option of the women actually the whole dynamic of the team changed because it's a completely different mindset wow that's really really interesting point that's fascinating. i wish i wish we could study this as well just yeah. placing more women like yeah in a construction yeah. in a group of people and see how it changes we had so claudine schmuck yeah. who did like the gender scan study mm-hmm. uh, that's more focused in you know in stem fields but mm-hmm. she looked at like productivity in gender equal teams so like gender mm-hmm. balance she calls them and i think productivity increases by like between 20 and 30 percent like when you have like a gender balanced team it's fantastic yes. it's much needed and i do agree like i think teams will need to be balanced but and it also goes the other way i've seen some companies in the very specific fields where they're mainly driven by women and i'm like sometimes mm-hmm. you do need a man as well yeah. to balance <laughs> yeah. exactly of course there are yeah. different things everyone is good at You're already so successful and you're you're 25 years old. I'm sorry, I just have we to... We have the same age, by the way. Yeah, I'm I mean... almost 25. I'm, I'm only... I'm 26, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm one year older. But did you ever experience any issues with this of being maybe a bit younger than other people in your company? Or anywhere? You when you go towards clients, for example, like yeah. how they take you serious? I'll, t- I'll tell you diff- two different points of my life. One is Dundee and one I'll tell you about... Um, now that I'm, that I'm, that I have my own company. So speaking about Dundee, two, three years ago, I'm going to tell people are not always happy when you're younger than them or by far younger than them and you're in a higher position than them. It's even worse sometimes when you're a female, a young female, and also in a leading position. So I did have some conversation with some people that I'm not going to lie. I went, I left the room screaming at them that they're sexist. But I've done that only once in my life. I'm not, hopefully I'm not going to be in that position again. I know I should have been more professional, but when people don't understand something and I'm telling them straight in their face that what you're doing is actually sexist and they don't get it because they're by far older, they're used in a different way. I might just say it out loud so everyone else is not just thinking about it. So sometimes Definitely. you will get that. I, I did have some difficulties in that, but the majority of people, what I'm going to tell you about leadership is sometimes, especially when you're young, you might have to prove yourself. 
that's true. But that doesn't mean you don't have to do that in any other job, even if you're older. So you need to be mature enough to handle the first, I would say, two, three months where you would have to literally prove yourself. And I was like, I put a, a, a bet with myself and I said, I'm going to prove them. I'm not just as good as they think I am. I'm like triple than that. They don't know mm-hmm. you. They think you're younger. They think you're not this and this and this. Okay, prove them wrong. You don't have to take it personally. It's just the way they think. So I did, I did have that as, as, as a younger person, as a young, in a leadership position. But I think after a while from the D when I was president, you see that after two, three months, when they start seeing the first results and your determination and that you treat them with the same kindness, no matter how they treat you, all of a sudden they start realizing something is off in this equation of how I see things. Because if you don't want to fall in their level, you need to be yeah. able to rise above. Yeah. So that's what I did in Dundee. And to be honest, you need to be ready for, for a ride. It's not going to be yeah. easy. There are times that people have turned me down in very high positions because I was, I felt because it was, I was a girl or I was a young girl. And they're like, oh, you don't know, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm actually standing up for this. Not about the sexist thing, a different thing, because mm. this is what my team stands for. I don't mind you're 56 years old. I respect you, but that doesn't mean you can talk down to me. Um, That's exactly what we want and what we're yeah. wishing for, but it's so hard. So it's it takes easy. a lot of courage. And the other part in terms of my company now, I'm not going to lie, obviously a lot of people have respect for my mom because what people see is usually they see a very young face. They're like, oh, hi, they sound like the little one. And I'm like, what little one? Have you, do you have any clue who I am? <laughs> you know what I've done (laughs) Um, but it's true you see it in people's face like I would do zoom calls especially now that everything's virtual you would see CEOs and looking at me like hi and you just need to keep your professionalism and who you are in a level where they understand that you know what yeah I come from imperial you know what I've done this and this Mm. I might not need to tell you my story to understand who I am but it's, it's about standing up for you, as, as, but it's about actually from a different way in a business perspective, showing how professional you are in comparison to them, where in the end yeah. they feel bad. Really, really good advice. Yeah. Something really to take away. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen to that people. Yeah, Honestly, definitely. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. So I had a question. So how do you manage your time? Um, time management is a key skill. Um, I will say multitasking is something I absolutely love (laughs) i have a few things so first of all is you have to take 15 minutes off every day for you different 15 minutes every day you need to realize that some days you don't take 15 minutes for yourself and i'm not me and i don't mean sit down and eat food or watch netflix (laughs) 15 minutes where you close your phone your phone is on the side and you do something that actually like makes your heart feel like alive something that makes you feel so different than just any other moment and my recommendation is combine this 15 minutes with every times every day something that makes you actually out of your comfort zone so something that excites you but you're but you're scared to do it every day (laughs) calling someone that you you know you don't you don't feel you have the guts to do it you're gonna feel so much accomplished afterwards so that's one thing Can we ask just yeah? What's your favorite? <laughs> if you um, don't mind sharing, <laughs> no, no, no. So a couple of things is abs- I absolutely love dancing and I absolutely <laughs> love singing, but I I do that. It's just part of what I do. So there are times where I'm literally <laughs> I'm gonna put on, like my headphones on, scream from the top of my lungs, even though people are around me, 
It's something that re-energizes me. Sometimes I try to meditate. It's not something I'm crazy good at. There have been times where I've put in that 15 minutes a call to like a CEO or a very higher opposition where I'm very like nervous to call, but I'm like, this is my 15 minutes and I'm going to do it. No matter what, these 15 minutes are for me and I'm going to make this call. And I know it sounds silly, right. but if you put yourself yeah. into, con- into those situations where you're like, I'm really nervous to do that. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. Yeah. <laughs> and then opportunity just pass in front of you because you don't just yeah. jump on them. I have to say, like, yeah. I can relate to the dancing part. That's what I like. I think I mostly miss going out to clubs and just dancing. Yeah. No, I, I, have, I understand you completely. Honestly, I miss that too. <laughs> but I mean, those 15 minutes, it has to be something that re-energizes your soul. Perfect. Okay. And yeah. the other thing is, um, there is one uh, system that we use very much in our company where basically it says that you have to understand where you spend your time. So for example, for we, we say it uh, P1. So if it's a P1 for us, we have our own code of uh, communication. P1 okay. means it's an emergency. So no yeah. matter what you're doing, you drop everything, you do it. Mm-hmm. P2 means that basically that time you spend, it has to be quality time or productive time or something mm-hmm. that really matters for you, for your future, for who you are. Yeah. And P3 and P4 is the times where you're thinking, is this a waste of time? So mm-hmm. try and make your P3 and P4 times where you say, okay, well, why did I just spend 15 minutes here where I haven't got anything <laughs> out of this? Or just, I spent watching the news where it's not re-energizing me, it's draining me, it's making me scared. So let me try and reduce this number so I can upscale my P1 and P2 and be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I've been working a lot on like prioritizing tasks, to oh. be honest, like since coping started, because just working from home, you just get distracted, right? I mean, like no matter how like dedicated you are, like hardworking you are, it's just going to be like, yeah, you're just going to get distracted. So easily. So it's, it's really so, good to make a priority list yeah, and just yeah. work your way through that. But you have to be really like, disciplined to do that. I think it's, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. I think you have to be honest with yourself. And what I mean in those P1, P2, P3, P4, I said, it, it's also, I convey that also with people. So if someone is a toxic person in my life that is draining me, I'm going to try and reduce them. And that's why I mean, is you have to be honest with yourself because a lot of times we don't want to accept who is, (laughs) who is Mm. actually toxic for us and who is not. And sometimes it might be people that are close to us and Mm. being able to see and actually reflect on that. I think it's even more, more important than being strict sometimes. I really like your way of thinking. I like how you said like being honest with yourself. Because that's the hardest thing. It's so hard to be true to yourself and to be honest to yourself. Because lying to yourself or like not being honest to yourself, that's actually so easy. It's easy and you just... Especially, I think with like lockdown and COVID, you're just isolated, right? Because you're isolated from people. So you're always with yourself. So you can't really take a step back. Like I had that point, I don't know about you, Michael, when I was like, okay, wait, I just need to like stop right now. And just make a list of what I want to achieve in life and then prioritize the task, like based on which task is actually going to get me there, like in the future exactly. where I want to exactly. be. Exactly. Definitely. And it's, it's so important. But you have to sit down and actually do it. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, like I'm doing it while I'm just watching the news. And then like, no, no, no. You have to sit down and like write it. And I still have that list. And sometimes like when I'm really lost, I just look back at it. And that was your 15 minutes you took for yourself and you got yeah. so much out of it. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. You need to have something that motivates you that yeah. no one else can do it. And a lot of times, yeah. like actually trying to be true to yourself it's about realizing 
it's, we, it's hard for us because we try to lie to ourselves, okay, but I want to be good to them and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. how much backwards have they taken you trying to be nice to them? I'm not saying about someone, you know, that is next to you or that you need to give back. I mean, genuinely, there are people in our lives that don't help us go forward. I think I see you both nodding. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, you have something in your mind, but it's yeah. true. And that's yeah. why you have to be honest with you, because yeah. a lot of times they will be honest with themselves about different people in different situations. Yeah. So why being something that is not helping you go forward? Like, what is something like for the future, which is exciting you? Or do you have any, you know, like exciting projects, which is like upcoming? Currently, it's just for me, exciting is, is what I do with my, my business. We've helped a lot of people in the past years. We're only live for three and a half years as a company. Um, yeah. And we've helped yeah. a lot of people. We're very human centric. And that cha changes a lot the way you perceive consultants, even because, you know, we, we go there to change people's minds to adapt to their new culture that is completely tailored to what they want the company wants mm -hmm. and the entrepreneur wants so i absolutely love that i want to continue one thing i'm preparing for the future that i find exciting is because people have started asking me to do that is i might create a few courses with like around leadership and the younger generation and how to handle mm -hmm. leadership in a young age exciting um, good yeah. as soon as there's something up please let us know yeah <laughs> More than happy. It's just it's just something that has come through the years that people have asked me because I, I do mentoring and volunteering time to to get a few people, usually internationals out of Greece. So that they were like, oh, why did you do a course? So it, it's been mm -hmm. something we've been discussing within the, the team as well, or around motivation, inspiration, prioritizing like where you want to reach, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also leadership in, in a young age and how to handle it. What are some key things you can do? let's go back to Greece right like how Greece is at the moment you know maybe it's not in the same state as the UK is now so how are women perceived in Greece and like where women stand at the moment in Greece that's a big conversation <laughs> currently I think we're going through our own uh, revolution if I can say or evolution I'm not sure which of the two words is more accurate <laughs> um <laughs> But we started having our own Me Too moment in Greece. There was one of our Olympic athletes that came out and spoke about sexual harassment, I think it was okay. one or two months ago. And ever since that, there has been like a domino effect of people coming and speaking up about that are athletes or people that have been um, abused if they are in the theater or in the show business. And for me, it's really remarkable to even be living this because I was in the Me Too movement when it happened in the UK. Mm. And what we've, and I've always seen that countries, you know, Greece is not, not as advanced, but it's in a different level. So now I see, and I'm very happy to see that, that, you know, two years later, three years later than the Me Too movement in, outside of Greece and in the UK and the US, it started picking up here. And actually the change it has done. And sometimes it's interesting even to reflect how this movement helped help us and why they're, they're needed. So in Europe, we have some European fundings for companies, for initiatives. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud to say that there have been new initiatives that are completely for gender-based violence, for women entrepreneurship, for women in um, completely like remote areas. Now we're helping someone that is setting up a gender-based violence conversation with like remote areas and where does women stand. And that is something that if I discussed two years ago with someone with my, you know, UK way of thinking, he would, would be like, you're not leaving this country, you're not aligned. So I'm very proud to say that right now we are evolving and seeing different. I'm not going to lie, there is a gender pay gap 
in Greece. It is in the, still in a lot of countries, but it's something I, yeah. I've seen in, in organizations as well uh, due mm -hmm. to our company. But I'm very happy to say that even like from a governmental position, but even from a company position, EDI is something we start speaking about, mm -hmm. which is something that we didn't have in the past. EDI is something I'm offering as a training as well. So it's 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 changing. The, the landscape right. is changing and I couldn't be happier. It's a beginning. There's still yeah. lots to do, but it's a great beginning, to be honest. Lastly, we have like our signature, signature question. Yeah. What is your favorite word or quote and why? This is my, this is the best question. The, the moment you said words, I wanted to say inspire, inspiring people. So that was the first thing, but I'm going to tell you a quote because that is the best quote in the world. I'm going to say the, from the movie, which I know it's not from the movie, but I'm going to say a quote from Coach Carter because I'm a basketball fan. But the quote is, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is what, that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Ooh, that is very <laughs> deep. I like that. Yes. The reason I absolutely mm. love this quote is because it sums up the human potential that people are just scared to show. I genuinely believe that people inside of every single one of us can change the world or evolve the world. And I do believe everyone has their own light to shine in this, in this place. There, there's no other reason why we're here at this moment in time. So I think genuinely people should stop being scared to show their true colors. And actually let's make this earth the most incredible place in the freaking galaxy. That is so inspiring. That's, so, that's beautiful. That motivating. Yeah, what yes. a beautiful way like to end this. Sophia, can you just tell our listeners where they can find you? And also more about your business. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So you can find more, even uh, speak to me more in, in LinkedIn. So it's Sophia Skevofilaka, which is my full name. Our company is Hadzifilax Group. And you can you can find it honestly, you can find us Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the same name, either me or Hadzifilax Group. More than happy. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Sophia as much as we did. If you are interested in reaching out, learning about company cultures and how to change them, please check out the links in the show notes. And finally, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to this podcast, as well as share it around you so that we can reach and empower more people to elevate their lives. Mm -hmm.